Hi everyone, welcome to episode 14 of the Planet K2 Performance Fix podcast. Um, today's podcast is um, a bit different um, and we are primarily focusing on the topic of mental health, um, specifically focusing on what um, people can do um, in terms of building a mental health friendly um, workplace. And we're actually going to approach this from um, different perspectives because I have today with me um, Jim Constable, who's one of our human performance experts. Um, Jim, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Brilliant. Um, I thought it'd be good if you could introduce yourself, just tell everyone a bit about yourself, um, just so they could get a bit of background before we begin. Yeah, of course, Adam. So uh, I'm a performance coach with Planet K2, been doing this role um, 10 years or more. So I've worked in big corporate environments as well as being self-employed. I've got three children, um, I've got um, experience of working both with people at work, where the topic that we're talking about has been relevant, and of course in my own sort of social and friendship circles as well. Awesome, brilliant. Thank you for that, Jim. Um, and I thought I would um, introduce myself. I don't think I've done that yet, Jim, um, on any podcast, so people must be wondering who I am. Um, but I um, recently qualified in cognitive behavioural therapy. Um, my passion is mental health um, and I've volunteered at the mental health charity Mind for the last two to three years. Um, one of those roles was supporting people in an inpatient unit which was um, fascinating um, and I found that really insightful and, and really great to be able to offer that support and then also providing um, clients one-to-one service over the last two years as well and Top of that, I produce a lot of mental health content for um, Believe Perform as well, which is our sports psychology website. So lots of stuff there um, going on. Um, So the podcast, Um, today's podcast um, is intended for anybody. Um, It's not specifically leaders. Um, We wanted it to be for anyone, whether you are participating in sport, you're an athlete, you're a coach, or whether you're in the world of business, um, this podcast is for you. Um, And the focus is really about providing you with um, some education, a bit of maybe stats and knowledge, um, but also providing with um, a practical um, element as well. Um, so that's really going to be our focus. Um, before we start, I wanted to share some um, interesting stats. Um, so this is from the Mental Health Foundation, which I I believe is, is a fantastic website if you ever want to find out some extra information regarding mental health. So it says that one in 6.8 people are experiencing mental health problems in the workplace. Um, and evidence suggests that 12.7% of all sickness absent days in the UK can be attributed um, to mental health conditions. Um, and I think those stats um, are pretty scary, um, really. Jim, what's your thoughts on those stats? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're snapshots in time, Adam, isn't it? Obviously, the trend is relevant. And, and I guess I'm interested in asking you as much as anything, to the degree to which those stats are there because the scale of the challenge and the problem is getting bigger or whether it's simply that people are reporting and and more comfortable than they have been in talking about their mental health issues yeah it's 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 a difficult one because i i know that you know a lot of charities are doing some great work in terms of getting people to to open up and share um their stories about mental health and talk more about mental health but also know by by doing that we've we've got this huge demand as well so I, i think it's a it's a bit of both um i do think that it's it's great to see that we've got more people um, opening up and discussing their mental health more freely. Um, what I find sort of really challenging is is that lack of support that we have um, out there, which is 
which is difficult to find um, in terms of whether we've got a charity or, or going through the NHS or, or private as well. So it's um, they're interesting stats, and I know that it's costing the economy got big numbers in terms of billions of pounds and and money as well. So it's a it's a real challenge. Um, Jim, I, I wanted to get your thoughts, um, you know, on on sort of the mental health in terms of the workplace when it comes to physical health. Um, we've got a lot of businesses, employees, you know, who they really care about um, their employees or their, or their leaders' physical health and they take care in terms of trying to look after them. Um, and I, you know, believe the same is starting to happen to mental health. We have a lot of um, workshops and organisations are starting to deliver um, different things to support and educate. Um, do you believe that they're, they're doing as much to encourage people to look after their mental health as well as they are in terms of physical health? You know, we know it's been talked um, a lot more about within the workplace and where do you think we are now? I would say it, it's not talked about as much Adam I think a lot of employers um, I'm probably going back a little way um, were encouraging employees to look after their physical health because they didn't want them to be ill so that's the perspective they were coming from and they probably varied enormously there probably were some employers who genuinely cared about the physical well-being of their employees um, but a lot of it would have been from the fact that we don't want you to go off sick. So, so we'll, and we'll provide support when you are sick, as mm-hmm. opposed to encouraging people to just look after their physical health more generally, and then even think about how well can you do that to help you to perform better at work. Um, on 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 the, the the mental health side, I think there is much greater awareness. I do think people are talking about it more. I think again, employers will vary enormously in their practice. They will be encouraging people to look after their mental health. Probably, my sense is more in a proactive and avoidance way than they did with physical health. Um, but I think there's a long way to go. I'm sure there is. And in terms of workplaces that that you've been in, and sort of our, our approach to um, performance and, and physical health and, and, and mental health. Have you have you seen any who sort of embrace it in in terms of their, their culture and their DNA? It's not really. I wouldn't say at that level in terms of culture and DNA. No, I think it it does vary by by place to place and you know individuals taking taking the lead in encouraging um, the sharing of information and, and best practice. So, um, and I know you you know you've seen that too. We were talking about it, weren't we? About, uh, gyms encouraging mental health as part of their practice for their customers as well. So, um, huge, huge variance still. Uh, but, but I think you know there is also a lot more education about what you what you can do both to look after yourself and what you can do if you're if you're looking out for others as well. And I know that's an area that you've got um, a lot a lot of it, a lot more expertise in mm-hmm. and, and more things to say. And, and it's interesting you mentioned gyms because I, you know, I often hear about um, organisations who will run, you know, these these sessions for their employees um, in terms of looking after their mental health, and it could be a, a one hour session every so often every every few months. And I, I often wonder is that you know just a tick box exercise um, in terms of hitting certain targets or goals in terms of looking after people and their their physical and mental health. Um, and it, and it makes me wonder, you know, why can't organisations have, um, you know, sessions such as mindfulness every single morning for every employee when they when they come in, um, and teach them skills that they can actually use um, throughout the weeks um, or, or days that they can 
they can use to develop coping skills and manage things a bit more effectively. Um, and I was going to ask Jim, do you have you seen sort of organisations who do that though, who might implement mental health a bit more in terms of their their daily routines or their daily habits? Yes, I, th- I think I have, Adam, and they're the same ones that are probably trying to encourage employees to, uh, you know, there'll be the, the sorts of organisations that are supplying, trying to supply fresh fruit and uh, uh, um, throughout the day for employees to eat and that, that, that kind of thing. And I guess they're doing a combination of encouraging people to take personal responsibility is trying to invite, provide an environment where people can be physically healthy and therefore mentally healthy as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it, 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 I think it opens up a conversation about personal responsibility and organisational responsibility within the workplace. Um, you know, I think that uh, to, to be mentally healthy requires a combination of, of, of the two things, um, taking a lot of personal responsibility for what you can do, as well as being mindful of what difference the environment is making to you. You know, some some environments are by their nature, I would in, in all the companies I work with are more pressured than others for a variety of a whole variety of reasons. Um, but you know, someone in a relatively less pressured environment can still feel a lot of pressure and stress. And so it becomes very personal. Mm-hmm. Oh, Adam, you were going to ask me something. I wanted to ask you about, you know, if, if we were talking about fundamental mental health and taking care of yourself, what would be the things that you would be advising someone if they had that rather open question? How can I look after my my mental health as well as I can? I think for me, you know, I, I hear and I see a lot of people do the, you know, the, I wouldn't say the simple stuff, but the, the, the fundamental things are you've got exercise, um, which I think is, is really important. I think within that you've got staying active. Um, so it's not just about trying to do 30 minutes of exercise every day it's throughout the whole day how can i get myself moving and being active rather than just being stationary throughout the the whole day and i know a lot of us um, at planet k2 often sort of try and find that time to to go for a walk um and i think it's about within that time when you exercise it's about finding time um to just be with yourself um, and take time to to have a break and practice some self-care um so i think exercise and self-care are very very important um in terms of looking after yourself and you know often a lot of people trying to think well what is that self-care it's whatever that gives you that sense of uh, pleasure or achievement or enjoyment or fun um anything that that can really sort of lift your mood and and that doesn't have to be on your own it can be with other people um and that's where the the topic of connectedness comes in so looking after your mental health can you connect with people can you develop those um positive relationships with others um, and this is where sort of I focus on building a mental health support network. Um, so everybody's mm-hmm. got to think to themselves, well, and I often find this challenge with, with people I've worked that, you know, we can have close friends who maybe don't offer us the right support. We might have a close friend who finds it really difficult to listen to our needs and provide that praise and encouragement. And it's about trying to find those people who can do that for you um, and not trying to get too down that maybe that friend isn't the right person who can support that because maybe they don't have the skills um, to put in place for you so building a mental health support network is very important so if you're going away somewhere or if you know something is is coming up that might be stressful you have someone or people that you can um, talk to Um, so for me that's a important aspect Um, I think monitoring your mental health being really aware 
um, and understanding maybe when you're struggling or, or the, the triggers um, is an important aspect because if you can understand that, you can put simple things into place to manage it a bit more effectively. Um, and on top of that, you have the, the being proactive. Um, so not waiting for something to go wrong, but every single day doing something for your mental health. Um, and that, I can understand, can sound really difficult, um, but I genuinely believe that it's important that each of us take time, you know, it's 20, 30 minutes to do something. And that's not just exercise and, and, and eating healthy and staying hydrated, but that's really working in your mental health. And, and, and when what I mean by that, I know I'm going on a bit, Jim, but you, you've got me into my passion mode, um, is, is when I talk about CBT to clients, I often talk to them that it's really about pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. Um, and you're going to be doing things that are going to challenge you and aren't going to feel um, that comfortable. And I think that's got to be the same for our mental health in, in some respect, that each day you might be doing something where you've got to challenge your thoughts. Um, and that might be really challenging, but it's an important part of the process to managing your mental health a bit more effectively. Um, there are things such as behavioural experiments and or exposure and a number of um, different sort of topics within CBT that, that people can be doing. Um, and I think it's doing that stuff, so going that extra mile and really working on your mental health to manage it a bit more effectively is is a really important lesson um, and really important thing to do on a daily basis. I've understood I've mostly provided absolutely tons in the space of two minutes. So no, it's uh, really interesting because I haven't heard you talk about it. You know, in 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 those that 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 structure in that way. So you know, you've talked about being active, and I, and, I, and I understand that the self-care and very much in terms of um, support uh, from other people as part of that, that the monitoring um, and then, and then finally the, the proactive bit. Um, I think it's an area I've been interested in a long time, but I've been probably as focused on physical health, but I, I, I personally see a lot of parallels and I find it quite useful to draw the comparisons between the two. So challenging your thoughts and getting out of your comfort zone reminds me of someone who's been very sedentary who you'd be encouraging at some point maybe once a day or as often as they can you know, physically get out of breath do, do something that means you're going to be exerting yourself and out of breath and that being good for you so i find a lot of parallels yeah um, and i was interested to ask about the support piece um because when you talked about finding those right people it reminds me you know of how different people react differently in different ways to things so if I told somebody that um, I was really ill some friends would take a very practical approach as to how they could help and other friends would take a very different approach and would be just caring about how I am and how I'm feeling mm. so I'm thinking that if if I wanted to talk to someone about my mental health I'd be thinking that different people I know would be capable and and and, and easily provide different things back to me most definitely and, and often you know as i said people can get really frustrated that that friend isn't giving them that support that they need and, and and then they often start sort of blaming themselves saying well you know maybe they don't like me maybe it's it's me not them but we have to remember not everyone has those skills in place not everyone has those right skills to be able to offer that empathy or that support or that encouragement so like you've said just with that example it's it's finding those right people um, and it's looking for them and, and it's, it's asking for help. If you are struggling, there are organisations and places out there um, for support. You've got a huge amount of mental health charities, um, whether that's the national ones or more local, who are always looking and always offering that support for, for anyone. So it's 
it's really managing your emotions in that um, perspective. But I think a mental health support network is is a really important um, aspect of, of building good mental health. And I think in the, in the workplace, um, it's very, very important. Um, and I think if that stems from sort of the leaders and, and the people higher up, I think it's, it's key. And I, I was actually going to ask you about that, um, Jim, in, in, in terms of the workplace. Um, do, do you think that if we are to start to see a change within the workplace, do, does it need to come from the people higher up in terms of businesses? Does it need to start with them showing that they are passionate and they want to make a difference um, rather than people just ticking boxes and saying that we need to sort of get this done so that we were shown to be helping sort of mental health and physical health? It needs to come from everywhere, Adam. Um, from what I, from what I know, for example, about obesity, it's a complex issue and there are many factors from environment, um, hereditary factors, availability of the right things to, to eat and drink, uh, encouragement from people around you, knowledge, all, all it's multi and, and you know just environmental many many factors involved i think many factors involved in mental health so em, em, employ employers taking a responsibility for their employees mental health helps as long as they're not taking the responsibility i think you know uh that there's there's dangers and risks in people saying no my, my mental health is my employer's responsibility i, I don't think that's helpful mm-hmm. and i'm interested in you know the planet k2 approach and some we've got something called performance fine i know we were talking earlier about that um in terms of sort of physical health do, do we you know what is the sort of our approach in terms of looking after yourself um i'm just interested in sort of hearing your views and, and sharing it with the people who are listening really well i think you know we, we talk to people about managing your physical energy to help you perform at your best at work but if you think about a sort of minus 10 to plus 10 scale, we're trying to avoid being minus 10. If you were minus 10, you wouldn't be at work because you're physically ill. Zero is normal health. When you start to get into the plus numbers, it's because you're really mindful of what you eat and you're mindful of getting enough sleep and you're mindful of uh, doing some sort of activity to help you manage your energy and resting and recovering. So we're talking about trying to get people into plus numbers. In the same way, I guess we are, you know, you could have a minus 10 to plus 10 in terms of mindset, mental health, um, avoiding being mentally ill uh, and, and, and focusing as much as you can on being mentally well um, to, to increase your performance. So I think we could probably apply the same thing um, uh, th- throughout. Um, so it's a continuum, isn't it, between avoidance of illness, physical or mental, and then doing the preparation, you need to be at your best, both physically and mentally. Mm-hmm. And, and then it's just an extra bit that the two are linked. So um, I've been thinking a couple of times during the conversation about park run. Um, and I'm aware, I think you, I can't remember if you told me or I told you, Adam, that I'm aware of GPs recommending that uh, people take part in, in a park run, which is once a week on a Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. For a number of reasons, one is to be active, one is to get outside, one is to be part of a community um, uh, and be part of something with other people and this connectedness you talked about. Um, and you know, it, whether you're physically taking part or I think another big feature of park runs is that, that they rely on volunteers and marshals to help run the events. And that in itself is, an, I remember reading something years ago about the mental equivalent of five fruit and veg a day 
and one of the mental equivalents was was to give to volunteer to to, to donate of your time so um you know i think anything like that can be uh very helpful i'm interested um Jim, on, on your thoughts. I, I'm, I'm confident that you shared this with me. Um, it was a story that you, you said that you were in a, whether it was a conference or, or a room, um, and there were people asked about how many of them would share, um, how many of them experienced a mental health problem, and I think you said that quite a large uh, proportion put their hand up. I, is this a story that you remember sharing me, or you don't remember? I think it might have been someone it, else. No, I'm, I'm confident it was you, but it might... Yeah, go it, on. Um, that they put their hand up and then they will ask the same question how many of you would share that experience with your boss um, or work colleague and um, I think about five people in the room or, or well a large proportion um, didn't put their hand up yeah um, I'm confident with you but it might not have been but um, it, in terms of that topic itself um, and I think this way it relates to creating a mental health friendly workplace do you have any advice in terms of you know building a mental health friendly workplace and and, and helping or, or supporting people to um, speak a bit more about it? And I think that links to our sort of role at Planet K two in terms of you know building a positive motivational sort of um, climate or environment. What what are your sort of thoughts around that? Um, I think this is where you need leaders, and I don't mean leaders with leader in their job title, but leaders who are prepared to lead and in in their own way and and to speak up, out and speak up um i think if you're in an environment where you feel it's very much not the thing to do to share that you've got mental health problems that's very challenging and you're probably going to have to in order to, to to voice it at work you're probably going to need the support of somebody else be it friends and family or perhaps some other professional to to, to help you do that mm. um, I, I'm thinking, Adam. You know, I'll, I'll ask you a question here. You know, if I'm if I'm starting to be concerned about my own mental health or the mental health of somebody around me at work, um, what, what what are your thoughts on the sort of practical steps I can be that are beginning to consider to take? I think um, for you for yourself, that's a good question. Um, for yourself, I think an important factor is you you don't need to share you don't have to share at work which is something you you, you need to mm-hmm. acknowledge it's not something you have to um share um i do think there is a there's a right way um of doing that and as you've mentioned i think getting the support of someone so if you experience a mental health problem yourself and you would like to share um at work i think speaking to someone whether that's a very close colleague or friend about how you're going to do that um would be an important first step to take um, and I think identifying that right person of who you're actually going to talk to about work because you want it to be someone who you can sort of count on and know that it's going to be um, okay to open up to and share that experience. What I find challenging is how there are still environments where people um, are afraid to, to share and what they are experiencing and what they're feeling and what they're thinking. Um, and I think that is a real challenge. Um, and I know a lot of people who will not disclose um, or share a mental health problem they've had in the past to their employee because they don't think they're going to either get a job or, or get a, a salary increase. Um, so it's it's a really um, challenging one, but I think it, it, it comes down to that environment in terms of what people are doing to to build that mental health-friendly workplace. Um, yeah. So if, if somebody told you in a workplace 
that they were struggling with their mental health. And it might be interesting to talk about what sort of things that we talk about mental health generally, what sort of things they might say they're struggling with. But if they were struggling, what would be your advice to someone who's in that situation where someone tells them that they're, they're, they're struggling with their mental health? I think if if someone comes to you and approaches you and, and, and is sharing their, their mental health, I think the first thing that you do is, is you listen um, and, you know, don't be, you know, just sort of take back, tip back, take it in um, and listen to what it is they're going through and what it is they're saying. Try not to ask too many questions um, because that can be really overwhelming. Um, but if you do it, do it from approach of that you, you care for that person and, and you want to know how best to support them, how best to to help them um i think providing that person with praise that they they've opened up to you and an encouragement of, of you know telling them that you're proud that they've they've spoken to you about it um because it's a really really challenging area for anyone to to open up and share that um experience with so i think showing them that you are proud of what they have done um and offering that to them um i think then giving them support in terms of for the future so providing them with the knowledge and and sort of experience that you you will be there and you're going to be someone who's going to to help them and support them through this um can be a really good thing and and that's where you know saying the right thing you know people often worry about what do i say when someone talks about their their mental health um there's a lot of you know things you shouldn't say but i think if you do those steps in terms of support praise encourage um and, and make sure that you are there for them. I think that's really important. But as well as that, if you are supporting them, it's, it's right to get support for yourself. Um, so making sure that you've got someone who can support you because it can be a real challenge um, to, to when someone opens up to you and, and shares to you. And, and sometimes you might want to share that with someone else who you feel close with. Don't need to tell them who that person is. Um, but I think expressing and sharing your emotions is a very important thing. Um, and potentially, you know, checking up on them so just seeing how they're doing every so often um i think for moving forward if the, if you want to try and get them to speak to someone i think it's again it's doing all those steps i spoke about if you're going to support them and then seeing who you can go with or how you can go with them to to get that support um but again i would recommend the mental health charities in terms of speaking to them if someone is struggling in, in terms of where they go and how they they speak to um sort of a boss or a leader about their mental health um because there's a lot of advice there as well and 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 uh, what about uh, mental health charities adam in your experience relative to talking to your doctor um i've i've heard mixed things um i think i've i i think it, it it can depend on the the knowledge and the experience of the the doctor um it, it's it can be really challenging for a doctor when someone opens up and, and shares something and, and they don't have that experience of dealing with it um, which is why you know it's it's important for us to have counselors and therapists within sort of a lot of different support and options within doctors. Um, I think mental health charities have a lot more information, and I think online they definitely do. Um, and I think it's just being aware of who they are and where they are. Um, so that there are a huge amount of local minds which um, are always there for support and help, and sometimes they're allowed to drop in there, go in there, and and talk to them, or or just pick up the phone and call them. Um, so I, I, I think the charities, it, it depends, but I, I think the charities are pretty good in terms of offering that support and they most probably have just because of their experience and what they do, most probably have a bit of 
um, better knowledge. And I'd like to think sometimes doctors even say to um, clients or patients, well, you know, this charity here, you can go here and get that support, yeah. um, which is which is great. And they're, they're doing some fantastic work, um, the charities, and I've, I've seen it firsthand. And it's amazing to see that you could go to your local mind and every single week there are workshops, for instance, you can you can enroll in a confidence workshop, a motivational workshop, you can enroll on a and workshop to manage your, your low self-esteem, your, your anxiety. And I think that's brilliant. Um, I really do. So it's, I think it's just knowing where to go um, and finding those places. But I also understand when people are really struggling, it can be really difficult to, to sometimes even just pick up the phone, um, let alone go along to those charities, um, which can be a challenge. So Yes, I would say that's my, um, those are my, or my advice in terms of looking after yourself and looking after others' mental health, especially within the workplace. Um, yeah, yeah, I was beginning to think back about the workplace then and therefore, you know, in the workplace, the role that, you know, we, we all have to look after ourselves, but also to look out for one another uh, and that we have, uh, like you said, people, if you're supporting somebody, someone else you might talk to as you do that, but also that we all are aware of, you know, what, where are the, the further uh, maybe professional or more in-depth um, support and resources that you can go to. And, and it sounds like, you know, charities are are filling a need there. Um, that, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, on top of that, we've also got, you know, we do have the support of the NHS and, and local iApps. So that there are a lot of places. Um, again, you know, there is... We've got this huge demand and, and most probably not enough services um, and support in terms of helping them. So it's it's a real challenge, but I think, and I genuinely believe that if workplaces do the things they, they've got to do to build that friendly workplace, they provide workshops, they they provide staff with coping skills to manage things such as, man, managing such as pressure, stress and anxiety, then we are going to reduce mental health um, problems and help people to manage them a bit more effectively. Um, yeah. So I, I I genuinely believe that's the the way forward um, in terms of doing it. And I think it's the same with schools as well. If we can do that with schools, then hopefully we'll, we'll be helping children to manage their mental health and getting them to speak more about their um, you know feelings and thoughts, which is an, an important part um, of mental health and managing it more effectively. And and as uh, if we're still alright for time, Adam. And- I know you, you know you're you're a qualified CBT practitioner. I know you mentioned CBT when you were talking about the the practice of being proactive around your mental health. Yes. Uh, is there anything else to to elaborate on there for anyone listening to this who wants to know more about that? Um, I, I think with you know CBT is is seen as a, a very effective form of therapy. Um, people sort of would would suggest is that because it's been the most researched an argument could be um yes but i i believe it's a it's an interesting form of therapy that gets people to push push themselves um you know the if we're trying to if i try to simplify it, it is the way that you think affects the way that you feel and behave um and within cbt it's looking at how can you manage and explore things around your thoughts and, and your behaviors and really challenging um i think there's a there's a huge amount of cbt that people can do within their their daily lives um as i said you know creating a thought diary um just having that every day where you can write down your thoughts and try to explore what they are and the impact that they have on your emotions and behaviors um challenging your thoughts so when you experience a negative thought what are you going to do next um problem solving skills is another really important one you know when people experience worry can you develop and enhance your problem solving skills so that you can become better at managing that worry 
Um, as one last one would be something such as worry time. So if you experience a worry, can you develop a time every day where you're going to say, I'm going to experience those worries at six o'clock every day um, and they're just, I'm just going to worry about them then. Um, and that's, that's a really difficult thing um, to do. So CBT is a very practical form of therapy. Um, it's very proactive. I usually work with people throughout sessions um, to do different tasks and then they will take it home and do it within their sort of um, daily lives. So I think it's, it's definitely worth it. It's not just about thinking, well, do I need to go therapy to, to implement CBT? There's a there's a huge amount of great books out there um, that people can start reading to implement some of those skills. And those skills that I've just spoken about are the ones that I believe people can do every single day um, and should be doing every single day to manage their mental health more effectively. Um, and as I said, they're not easy um, and they take time, but just like training for a marathon or, or exercising, look after your physical health and eating healthily, why can't we start doing exactly the same for our mental health? Um, yeah, so, so you're saying it's uh, it's about developing skills, tactics, ways of w uh, uh, thinking and uh, uh, tools and how to use those tools so that you are um, mentally in a good place. Yes, and, and I think you could you could take two people, one person who when they experience worry um, or something comes to their mind that, you know, within a few seconds, they're able to say, you know what, that's definitely not going to happen. Um, it was an irrational thought. And you could have another person who experiences exactly the same worry, but they attach far more time, meaning and importance to that thought, which then causes them to catastrophize, causes more worry and more anxiety. So sometimes, you know, we're all different. And sometimes that other person needs to spend a bit more extra time in terms of managing that worry than than you know the other person so it's it's building up those skills um and developing them and they can that can be done um it just takes a bit of energy and a bit of effort um and hard work um but i believe it's it's fundamental to building positive mental health um in my opinion yeah i think jim we've we've most probably spoken for long enough um which and hopefully we've provided with um, people with enough practical um, sort of knowledge and tips in terms of um, hopefully either a looking after their own mental health um, or creating that mental health um, friendly workplace. I think there's a lot of things that people can do that we haven't mentioned as well. And there's loads of um, material out there online, which I definitely recommend people um, look at, whether that's from Belief Perform or other charities or the Mental Health um, Foundation as well. Jim, thank you so, so much for your time. Well, that, that's quite all right. Adam, I'm, I'm thinking in this instance you should leave your contact details in case people want to get in touch with you. Uh, yes, my um, I don't have a personal Twitter, but we do uh, Believe Perform, so at Believe PHQ uh, would be the Twitter account. And then my email is adam.morris at believeperform.com. So I'm more than happy to answer questions or support um, people in any way possible. Um, again, Jim, thank you so much. Thank you. No, enjoyed the conversation, and it's it's very stimulating, and it makes me, uh, you know, think about my own uh, practice here, and and also how I uh, how I interact to uh, help and support others. Brilliant. Well, fantastic. I'm glad to hear, and um, hopefully everyone took away some some practical things that they can um, apply to their sort of work or daily lives, and and hopefully we'll be back um, over the next few weeks with episode 15.